We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I am Adam Zedrug, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking game week two in the Premier League. Chris, we had a okay first week of betting. Uh, overall, I mean, we just we got to see some Premier League after only two months off, but we're back into it. And how we, I mean, we're going to post our records shortly, but how are you feeling after the first week of matches? Yeah, feeling okay overall. There were some surprises, but uh, nothing that was totally out of this world. Uh, I, you know, for, caught Friday's game in, in its entirety, and then uh, Saturday I put in a shift on the couch to start the morning, watch that uh, the, the end of the Liverpool game, and then that bled into basically watching Leeds Wolverhampton with goal rush on the other uh, on the computer. And then I watched Chelsea Tottenham well clean in the house. So you know, caught pretty much everything I could on Saturday. A little bit on Sunday, and uh, you know it was just good to have something my my morning like prescribed. Um, so yeah, feeling good. I think we got some interesting bets this week, and really looking forward to getting into them. And and hopefully we, you know, one thing that I do want to hit this this week is our parlay. So looking forward to uh, talking about the the kits and wagers team parlay here uh, once again this week, and and potentially hitting that one. We we were we were right about we had a comment and it was about the Aston Villa parlay. That's right. We're adding it to it and we were just like we kind of were like a little weary and then Aston Villa comes out lays a dud. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like granted, we'll get into granted, it didn't matter in the end. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we definitely. Are. But still. <laughs> so yeah, again, sports betting page right on RotoWire. Just click on soccer. Click on sports betting. I got my article up. I got Saturday's bets up. And then scroll down, Premier League odds, all that good stuff, which I'll be using. I also want to point out one thing that we got back on the site recently. Um, actually, if, so if you click this thing called Fan Team, uh, it's kind of the workaround we had to do here at the company. But we can get all uh, win percentages, clean sheet percentages, implied goal totals uh, for all games on one cheat sheet. Uh, rotowire.com slash soccer trial free 10 day trial but you can get this and it's usually what I look at first when you know I'm putting together articles putting together my betting article look, uh, even before the show like it's just easy to see the odds basically on one screen you can see the stuff that that comes out to you like 
West Ham are the biggest away favorite, followed by Manchester United. We'll probably be talking something uh, with those coming forward. But, yeah, in case you never watched this show, we uh, we discuss three matches. We give bets on all those matches, each of us. And then we got a team parlay that, as Chris was saying, we unfortunately missed on. Uh, Lester kind of screwed us over, uh, kind of screwed me over. Uh, they were up 2-0. And... I'm not sure what happened. They, they, uh, they couldn't win. <laughs> they couldn't win their yeah. home opener up two goals against Brentford. Not a good look at all. But that was, yeah. I, I like checked it out. I was like, you know, EPL. I was like, oh, Leicester's up. You know, we had hit Newcastle. I was like, all right. You know, we're we're gonna start this one oh one and zero here to to begin the season. And then I look later, like two hours later, I was like, what the heck happened? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, we're back. You know. If, if our listeners know anything about us, is that we'll come back swinging. Yeah, we're going to come back. We'll, there's no guarantee that we're going to come back correct, but we will come back. And that's all that yeah. matters here. So the first when match I, we're talking I, about. <laughs> yeah. When I say swinging, that, that doesn't mean we're going to connect ne- okay, okay, necessarily. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, this first match, we got Aston Villa uh, as, you know, they lost their opener at Bournemouth 2-0. Aston Villa are minus 120 to win against Everton, who are plus 380. And then the draw on that is plus 255. You can get over two and a half goals at plus 105, under two and a half goals at minus 130. Looks like there's a bit of money coming in on the under. And just let me check the dates here and when these odds are coming. So, yeah, these odds. Uh, if you click right into the game here from the sports betting page, you can get back to July 15th. So it started at, at plus 100, and now it's where, that's where it's at. So it seems like uh, Aston Villa were what? Um, I mean, I guess they're minus 110, and, and it, it's actually gone up for some reason, even though they lost their opener. So that's kind of surprising. But minus 120, are you comfortable here in taking – do you think Aston Villa can just rebound? Uh, they're at home against Everton, who I, I thought put in a pretty solid fight against Chelsea to, you know, only lose that one one nil in their opener. But what do you think here? Yeah, in- very interesting matchup. Um, two teams. I think we I think we might have discussed Aston Villa as like a top ten team in our futures pod to begin the season. They did not look like a top ten team last week when they lost two nil to Bournemouth. Um, and then an underlying current here is we've got the Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard matchup here. So we can just add another layer of complexity to that whole, uh, Lampard, uh, Gerrard discussion that we've been having for the part, better part of like 25 years. Um, so th- that's interesting, but both teams failed to score last week. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, Aston Villa losing two nil to Bournemouth and then, Everton lost. It was one nil, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. And um, so both teams couldn't find get it on the board. Um, I think that is probably why we are seeing some the uh, the under getting a little bit of money here. And I believe it's under under two and a half at um, what did we have for that in particular? It's minus one thirty um, for the under two and a half. Oh yeah, that's right. I looked at it last night and I, it was minus one twenty five. So definitely some money going there for me. It's I I do think Aston Villa, you know, on paper, definitely a much better side, like a more talent in the side, maybe not a much better side. Um, and then that being said, like Everton are trotting out Anthony Gordon at, at striker. Um, they're trotting out Dwight McNeil, you know, who isn't necessarily like a 
goal. He he can score goals, but he's not a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Awobi, I mean, we have him on the, on our like. There, there's just not a whole lot of talent in the attack. So it's like I'm not like it's tough for me to be like, yeah, Everton are going to go out and they're going to put up a couple goals. Um, they're also you know missing <laughs> their set piece man, who I feel like is always getting on headers, and that's Yuri Mina, who's probably out too. So I just don't I don't don't necessarily see where Everton are going to. They have like the uh, firepower to go in here and score against Aston Villa. On the other hand, Aston Villa couldn't find the back of the net last week, but they are just like full of players who can score. So I, I see this one leaning towards Aston Villa, but not like a 3-1 game or a 2-2 game, more like a 1-0 or a 2-0 type of, uh, type of game. The thing with Aston Villa uh, last season and apparently already this season is that they're extremely hard to bet on. And extremely inconsistent. You don't know what you're getting from them. Uh, I was looking at the table earlier from last season, and they were, you know, almost just as good at home as they were away from home, which kind of shows like just how inconsistent you are. If you're not better at home, eh, which, I mean, it just kind of shows everything. And then they lose in their opener to Bournemouth. I think a few days before that, I, I had a bet on, I put a bet on Aston Villa top 10 and a bet on Bournemouth to finish bottom. Um, not a good start, not a good start for those bets, but, uh, <laughs> 37 more games. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, like you were saying with Everton, they actually picked up Connor Cody at the beginning of this week. He's actually, he should be fit enough to start. So he could come in right in there. Cause, uh, Ben Godfrey broke his leg. Yuri Mina picked up another injury in that opener as well. And then they also added Amadou Onana, uh, to their midfield, I doubt he's going to be starting right away because they just added him a few days ago, but they're adding pieces. The problem is that they're not adding attacking pieces. Like you said, Calvert Lewin out at least six weeks. They had, uh, I want to say it was a three, four, three last week. And so they're running, uh, maybe it wasn't, no, it was a five, four, one actually, now that I think about it, but like you said, Gordon up front, Gray on the wing, uh, Wobie on the wing or, McNeil on the wing. I guess he's in the middle midfield. More yeah, Iwobi was playing midfield. That's right, because 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 uh, Lampard doesn't like Allen, so Allen was benched. That's what it was, and Iwobi played in the midfield. Yeah, just trying to remember all this, but yeah. Um, so that all leads me to say, I found a parlay right on DraftKings. Kind of, you know, it, it uh, those parlays on DraftKings kind of. You, you look at it, you click on it. It's like, okay, well, I see this. They, they automatically create this for you. It looks pretty good. And, you know, I kind of fell in that trap here. So I got Aston Villa to win and over only one and a half goal at plus 130. So I'm thinking, like like Chris said, maybe it's a 2-0 win, but maybe it's a 2-1 win, maybe maybe even more. I'm just hoping it's not a 1-0 win. Uh, I, think, I think there's going to be at least two goals in this. It's kind of where I'm coming from with this bet. Uh, I think we'll see uh, at the end of last season. I know Everton played well at home, but they were terrible away from home. And, you know, maybe, maybe Watkins, maybe Ings, maybe Bailey, maybe those guys can get going. Maybe it's a couple goals for them, but I definitely think uh, Villa will either win or draw, but uh, I'm, I'm betting the win here. So let's go to plus plus one thirty. What do you got? That's, yeah, that's interesting. And we, I didn't mention this to start, but Aston Villa is unbeaten their last six matches against Everton dating back to, you know, to their, when they returned to the primary league and back in 2019. So, and when you look at that, and this is, you know, maybe to, to support the, uh, no, no on both 
no on both teams to score at minus 105, but last three games it's been Aston Villa 1-0, um, 3-0, and then 0-0. Um, and then prior to that, it was 2-1, 1-1, and 2-0. So Villa unbeaten in their last six. In four of those six games, it's been uh, no on both teams to score. Um, so I think I like that one in particular. And just given the fact that Villa's – ability to kind of dominate Everton and then Everton's lack of firepower attacking firepower. I think that it, it feels like a kind of a cushy spot to land in here um, with no on both teams to score at minus one Oh five. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't feel like Everton are in the right spot here to, to actually score a goal. Um, I, I look back at last season they got a big run of just poor performances away from home. Uh, they some they got a random win at Leicester City, but you know surrounding that, a bunch of scoreless losses, uh, scoreless draw against Watford. They lost at Burnley, and then we, I mean the the season closer that one didn't really matter when they they got torched by Arsenal. But yeah, I think uh, I think both these bets can hit though. If we can get the you know the two nil win, even the three nil win, I think we're both in a good spot here. So, um, I yeah, I just think that we'll, we'll I don't know. Just, Aston yeah. Villa's unpredictability is just kind of like a thorn in my side, and yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see how this one goes. But yeah, when when we were like talking about what games we're going to select, and there's you know. To, to be fair, there's some awesome games on all weekend. Um, and then we're like, this one, let's let's see what happens with this. And I don't – our success rate with Villa last season wasn't necessarily where we wanted it to be. But I, this is – this game's just too interesting not to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it opens the day. So we got that one in there for, for the yeah. listeners. Uh, the next match we are talking about, we got Chelsea home against Tottenham. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, you can see here that the odds have, have steadily – Gone down here as Chelsea have kind of struggled, struggled, and you know Tottenham got four goals in their opener. They're also getting Richarlison back. Well, not I guess not back, but he is available after being suspended in the first match. Doubt he's going to start, but you know got Chelsea to win at plus one thirty, Tottenham to win at plus two fifteen, and get the draw at plus two forty. Again, these numbers have dropped. It was plus one twenty a week ago, a month ago, is plus one hundred for Chelsea. So. Steadily getting some Tottenham money, and we can get over two and a half goals is minus 115, under two and a half goals, minus 115. Um, you like Tottenham here? You like Tottenham last season? We talked about it before the show. We had, I think we had a pretty much the same conversation last year, and it was like Tottenham's in form. Uh, they're cruising, but you look, we look back at last season's results. Four wins for Chelsea in four matchups. Zero goals for Tottenham. Uh, do you think that's going to change in this matchup here? I hope it does, um, <laughs> just given what I what happened last season. But, yeah, I think we had this discussion in January back when they played. It must have been the first time or maybe the second time. Um, but I took Tottenham money line against a Chelsea side, and it did not work out. Um, <clears throat> Chelsea, when you look back at the last few results – They've absolutely dominated Tottenham. You know, it's uh, dating back, let's see, going back to 2021. They've had a lot of matchups too, which is kind of interesting. But Tottenham haven't won in seven matches, at least. So um, that's as far as I can see on my page here. But, uh, yeah, Chelsea 2-0 last year in the Premier League. uh, And then 3-0, which was an early September or a mid-September game. So they won both matchups with a collective 5-0 line there. But, 
Chelsea kind of had some fits with Everton last week. I, I I thought Everton were pretty compact. They played really, they played well, and like maybe not well enough to get a point out of it, but well enough where they look good. Um, Chelsea again, we're having the same discussion that we've had uh, last season as well. Like they they just don't have a striker who can who can score. Their Lukaku's gone. Um, their Sterling did look really dangerous, and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by him potentially for any time goal score. But other than that, I just think uh, Tottenham looked looked. I mean, they went down early, one zero to Southampton last last week. But then they just came like roaring back, and I thought it could have the final score scoreline was four one, but it easily could have been more. Um, they got goals, which I thought was interesting. You know, we look at uh, Golden Boot winner last season. You know, Hungman Son, and then Harry Kane obviously has a couple Golden Boots on his on a shelf as well. Um, but they got goals from Ryan Sessegnon. Eric Dyer, an own goal from uh, Mohamed Salisu, and then Kulishevsky uh, scored a, their fourth goal in the 63rd minute. So um, that also leans to like the Richarlison probably not coming into the starting lineup because Kulishevsky looked so good last last week. So um, I just think that Tottenham, you know, another season under Antonio Conte, they're you know are arguably probably going to be better defensively, and I think they just they just match up better with Chelsea than. Um, than they did in years past here. So I am actually taking Tottenham. Um, draw no bet, a plus 125. A little weary given the historical data here, but I think Spurs just have a, a – they're in a better place and they have a, a more talent on the side than Chelsea does. As I said, I think we had the same question or the same conversation back in January – uh, so <laughs> yeah. this may be one yeah. of the first ones of the season where we aren't agreeing. I, I can't mm-hmm. take that bet. I can't take Tottenham just given those results. Um, I know, you know, Conte was still, I don't know, maybe getting into his strategy and whatnot. They didn't, I don't think they had Bettencourt back then. They didn't have Kuliszewski back then. So, I, so maybe, you know, that changes things. Um, I, I'm just kind of staying away from either side in case, you know, it's like a, a scoreless draw and, and either team can get anything. But I think right now Tottenham seem to be mostly, you know, well-oiled machine uh, picking up where they left last season. And as with Chelsea, kind of the same thing. You know, they, they didn't allow a big chance to Everton last week. I know, you know, Everton, the matchup, but they only allowed eight shots and that's just kind of, how they want to play under Tuchel. They still got all the same guys and, you know, they've had trouble scoring for a long time now. And I don't think Sterling is, is, you know, automatically going to change that against a team like Tottenham. So I think both teams will probably struggle to score. And uh, I mean, for now, I mean, they got uh, Chelsea, you know, re up the Espelicueta contract, which I mean, they kind of needed because they didn't really have another center back back there, but I think both teams will struggle to score, and I'm, that's where I'm leaning at the under two and a half goals here. Uh, last season, it was Tottenham always struggling to score. Uh, this time, I think Chelsea are going to – I think they're both just going to struggle to score. So I think taking the under seems like a good route. Uh, I know Tottenham, it's kind of risky taking unders in Tottenham matches because, you know, they can go off for multiple goals every game. But I'm, I'm, I like this one a bit. Uh, I like the under here. Uh, do you have, you have a preference here for the over or the under? Uh, I think I'd still lean the under the under here. They played, th- 
when I look back at the, um, those games we talked about last season, they played three times in 18 days. They played the first first and second leg of a League Cup and then a Premier League match. Uh, all three matches, uh, one was 2-0, one was 1-0, and then the first one was 2-0. So, you know, all under two and a half there. Um, I think this, you know, just given the way that Conte sets his teams up and the way that Chelsea have been defensively, I, you know, they both loans to the idea that it's going to be under two and a half goals. That's the hope, at least. That's the hope. I, I went back. The last time Tottenham beat Chelsea was 2019, August 2019, in the League Cup. The last time Tottenham beat Chelsea in a Premier League match, November 2018. So it's been a way, It's been some time. It's been some time. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see how Chelsea look. Uh, maybe they will look better in their home opener. That's always that's always a thing. Uh, if you read my article, I, I kind of talk a little bit about just home openers. That's kind of, you know, it's a bigger deal than a game in the middle of the season, playing at home, playing midweek kind of a thing. Uh, we saw that with Bournemouth. It's just a, it's just a little bit of a different animal when, you know, you're back after two months away kind of a thing. Fans are a little more hyped than usual, I'd say. So next match we got standalone Monday match, Monday night match. I believe actually Liverpool have a couple Monday night matches uh, just before this is before Champions League gets started. So I think Liverpool put on a couple Monday nighters. Um, but we have Liverpool back. They're in their home opener here. They're minus 500 to beat Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, if you want that money line, plus 1,400. The draw, plus 550. Over three and a half goals is plus 135. Under two and a half goals, plus 140. So you got the implied total sitting kind of in the three goal range. And I mean, as you can see from these odds, it's been kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. Like it was minus 500 July 19th, still is minus 500. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's cracking that point right here. But um, are you taking Crystal Palace to win? Is that is that your huh. thought here, plus 1,400? Uh, no, I'm actually – I'm going to big avoid that. I would, You know, if you look at their previous matchups – Last season, it was they played was it three times, uh, including one League Cup game. Uh, Liverpool won three zero, three one, and then two zero. Um, so that's you know last season they won all three matches. But even looking back, you know prior to that, the last time Crystal Palace, this isn't even like drew Liverpool. They've lost every single match against Liverpool, dating back to let's see, I think it was yeah. April of 2017, they beat Liverpool 2-1. Otherwise, it's been Liverpool in, I think, 13 straight games Liverpool have won. So it's it's tough to see a way where Crystal Palace wins this game. I mean, I was I was I think last week we talked about Arsenal Arsenal Crystal Palace and we were kind of like you know giving a little bit of a nod to Crystal Palace where they they I forgot what our specifically what our bets were, um, but we thought they might come out and like play them tough at home. They did not. They lost 2-0, and Arsenal looked really good. Um, I just think that you know, given that Liverpool's won 13 straight matches against them, um, I think I'd, I'd just, I think it'd be foolish to go minus or whatever, 1,400 uh, for them to win against them. Yeah, these teams actually played in the preseason in Singapore. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, so July 15th, Liverpool won 2-0. But uh, one of the things with so Patrick Vieira, uh, he's you know he's mentioned a couple times early in the season is that so Crystal Palace had to travel to Singapore, but they had a bunch of guys who weren't vaccinated, so ha- like half their starters couldn't play with them 
in in a lot of their preseason matches. And I mean, he said it before the Arsenal game that he he doesn't really think his team is, you know, that uh, cohesive uh, as they were last season. They're still working on some things. And I mean, we saw that in the opener. So I'm just I'm just saying in terms of that that friendly where, you know, we, we got a bunch of backups playing against each other. So you can't really put a, a ton into a, a July 15th friendly. But yeah, I did think that they would have put up more fight in, in a couple matches last season. But, you know, the 3-1 at Crystal Palace was was the one that stands out to me uh, just in terms of I, I may have taken a uh, double chance with Crystal Palace in that match. Obviously, it didn't work out, but um I mean, you look at the numbers here, and, and Crystal Palace actually had better, uh, more expected goals than Liverpool, which is kind of surprising. But this one's at Liverpool. So this one was, you know, we, we get a minus 500 favorite. So it's a little hard, a little harder to, to find bets on it that you like. Yeah. Like if you want to take Liverpool minus one and a half or two and a half or whatever, even then the over, like, do you want to take over three and a half goals at plus 135? That's, that's another iffy one. So do yeah. you what stands out to you for this one yeah uh for me personally you know looking at the past what was it past six matches five of the past six matches have ended up in um liverpool winning you know whatever it is two three two seven four ten nil so crystal palace have have not found the back of the net i i too was also struggling to find like any value in a bet here and like finding something i i tried to find initially i was thinking of uh you know a a matchup wise will saha is going to be out on the left wing for crystal palace and he led the premier league in um fouls i guess suffered last season so i was trying to find like a trent alexander arnold yellow card bet you know just given like the uh frequency of fouls that he might have on on Wilf but um DraftKings doesn't have it you know I might be able to find it elsewhere but uh, that was one I was in, intrigued by but yeah ultimately looking at the the previous day out of the previous matchups I think uh, I found a goal scored band which is uh you can find it on DraftKings it's under game props um but you can get uh, Liverpool either winning 1-0 2-0 or 3-0 at minus 125 and that's kind of the best value that I found on this matchup uh not the you know, there isn't a ton. You can't go draw no bet for, or uh, you can't go double chance for Crystal Palace. Don't feel great about that one. Um, just given the 13, whatever straight matches Liverpool won. So I ended up going with this goal bands, uh, 102.03 at minus 125. I just, Liverpool should be able to get it done. And um, that's kind of the best value that I was finding, finding even at minus 125. Yeah. I probably like yours more than mine, <laughs> being honest. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess even then, like, you still got the 3-0. I'm just kind of worried here. So I got under two and a half goals, another another under. Uh, I guess I like the unders this weekend. But, you know, the more I think about it, Liverpool, first home match of the season at Anfield, are they are they going to struggle to score? Um, you know, that's those are my initial thoughts going into this matchup. I thought – uh, another week of training here for the for Crystal Palace. Um, uh, second thought, they actually uh, we don't have their injury report out right now, so that does not help. But there, uh, we could have a change in their midfield. Uh, let me just look at this real quickly. Uh, great preparation here, but Cheek to Corey, <laughs> Cheek to left injured last week for Crystal Palace and. I'm starting to wonder here. I'm starting to worry 
Uh, if Decore doesn't start, we could have like a Luka Milivojevic. 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 <laughs> Luka. We could have Luka. He's like an old, just like slow midfielder. I don't know how old he is. He's probably 34 What's... or something. If he starts, I'm going to be very worried that this is like a 5-0 result. Uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's kind of what I've been saying over the last two minutes here. But if Decore's in, I think that helps a little bit. I know he's a new signing, but I do like Crystal Palace's back line. They've been, they've been pretty – they were solid under Vieira last season. Anderson and Guayhi at the back, and Mitchell, he's he's pretty solid defensive fullback. I like those guys. It's just uh, I am worried about the Liverpool uh, at home in their opener. But, hey, I, I wrote it down here. It's on it's on paper, under two and a half goals, plus 145. Let's – Let's see if we can get that 2 0 result. Who knew that Luka Milovojevic was going to find it, was going to catch a stray bullet from Adam here uh, on the show today? Milivojevic. There, there we go. go. Um, I mean, the man started a ton of games for Crystal Palace, and you're oh, out here know, just to- tossing him under the bus this early in the morning on a Thursday. I also Jeez. I have to apologize. I think he's only 41. <laughs> Or sorry, 31. 31. 31. Pew, pew. Um, just sorry, Luca. Tough, tough to be Luca here on this uh, Thursday morning. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they just got – didn't they just sign uh, uh, Decore? And yeah. he, he played his first match for Crystal Palace. So it's not like it's not like they're bringing in, like, an unknown player here. I mean, he's he's played a ton for them. So I'm just, I just got to iron that out with you. That, that seemed unnecessary. I just know that <laughs> Vieira doesn't like Milivojevic. That's that's kind of what started, I think. He started like a boatload of games last season. No, no, no. nine matches, seven hundred and seventy-six minutes. Okay, maybe I was mistaken. I'm thinking of like every other season that he's been at Crystal <laughs> Palace, where he started. A ton yeah, of games. you're thinking of you know the the Hodgson teams when you know he's the guy in the midfield taking the majority of corners, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. 27 starts the prior four seasons, at least 27 starts. He actually started, he played every minute in the 2018, 2019 season. That is incredible. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Only not only 15 appearances in the Premier League last year. That's, I was just used to him being on the team sheet. Vieira doesn't like him. That's, that's kind of where I'm uh, yeah. coming from okay. here. Well, he got 15 minutes last week, so he's ready to go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
All right. So, all right. Team parlay time. And oh, I guess it's just, uh, uh, I don't put, I won't put it on the, up on the screen yet. So <clears throat> last week, as we said, unlucky Leicester city, you took Newcastle money line at home. So you got yours and we're going to get this one, you know, back on the saddle. Uh, we're we're going to get this one. So oh for one right now on the team parlay, but I got, I found a couple, if you read my article, I found a couple, you know, home teams, home openers that I like here this weekend. And one of them here, I'll just click and do it. Nottingham Forest, home against West Ham. And uh, the public does not agree with me as I click into this. So uh, so August 2nd, August 3rd here, so a week ago, wow. Nottingham Forest is plus 235 to win. They're currently plus 320 to win. So after they lost, after they got dominated at Newcastle last week, the public has decided to go in the other direction. And that's kind of what happens. You know, you get one team that loses, they get blown out one week. Um, usually that's, that's usually a good spot to, to go the other way, which is kind of, which is kind of what I'm doing here. Um, you know, the public loves to overreact and losing at Newcastle, getting dominated at Newcastle isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, we got West Ham at minus 110 to win. Still not, I mean, that number really hasn't changed that much even though the, the forest to win number has. So I'm going with, uh, what am I going with? Nottingham Forest, double chance. You can get that at plus 105. So that's a winner draw. I think they're at least going to get a point out of this. Uh, West Ham, they didn't really look uh, solid in the preseason. They couldn't really get things going against Manchester City, which isn't surprising. And I, I still think, you know, West Ham are maybe playing at 80% right now, even though, you know, they have, all their same guys from last season. Um, they did start uh, Ben Johnson at center back in the opener against Manchester City because they have some injuries. They have Craig Dawson's injured, Aguero, their new signings out, Abana's out. They just loaned out uh, East Diop to Fulham. So they got some injuries on their back line. Injuries or not, I think Forrest, home opener. Uh, it's been years, many years since they last played in the Premier League, and this is their first home game back in the premier league. I'm going to take them to at least get a point here. So that's plus one Oh five. What do you got for this for your end of the parlay? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> you got leads. That's who you got. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about, I was looking at this line movement graph on our, on the West Ham, uh, Nottingham, uh, thing. And I was like, these are just, it's, they're not built to size. Um, like yeah. it was like the Nottingham line started at like what, uh, plus two thirty, And then last week after they lost, like, you know, it's gone to plus three twenty, right. Is what I was seeing. And the graph is like, you know, pretty, pretty small. And then meanwhile, it has like the line movement for West Ham and it's only gone like what from plus one Oh five to plus or to minus one Oh five to minus one ten. Yeah. I, I think that's just because that of, and, and the graph is like the same size. And I was like, it's like, why does this not look much bigger? <laughs> I think that's more of like people aren't betting West Ham to win. They're taking yeah. stuff like double chances. They're taking stuff like the draw. Okay. So that's why the money line on West Ham didn't really move that much. Speaking gotcha. of lines that didn't move that much, it doesn't look like this the Southampton leads one move that much either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, for my part of the parlay, I am taking, is it a double chance? I think I, I wrote down. Yeah, we got um, a double chance parlay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have four ways to win this one. I feel like, you know, we can get a draw or a win from either side. And uh, 
that'll work for us. So I t- I'm taking Leeds against Southampton. I believe they're visiting Southampton, correct? Um, and Leeds last week looked really good against Wolverhampton. I mean, Wolves went up early, and then Leeds kind of responded with a couple uh, – two goals. And then the second goal was just like a really well-worked goal where uh, Patrick Bamford sent it into Brennan Aronson, and he – yeah, I think it went down as an own goal, but that was the, I had my eye on that game. Most, I think I watched the full 90 and I was just surprised to see like Leeds playing pretty well, despite like losing some pretty key players. So Southampton, I all, you know, had that one, that one was pretty much on goal zone for throughout and taught, they taught them just dominated them at, after they went down after Southampton went up one Oh, um, could have arguably even more. And so I, I like Leeds double chance, either a win or a draw here. Uh, you know, as a standalone, you're only getting minus 155 odds here. But I did the same thing with Newcastle last week. It, they were minus 155 money line. They won. I st- and when you put it together with uh, Adam's bet of nine and four double chance, uh, we get plus 221, which is pretty much, I think we had plus, was it plus 229 last week on mm-hmm. the odds? So you get pretty good. You get a pretty good parlay here. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, continue off of what, what I had last week and, and, you know, collectively as a group here, as the kits and wages parlay that we can get our, get our names on the board here with a, with a big win. Yeah. I don't have much of a side here in this one. This one is kind of, you know, I looked at a bunch of things. This one's kind of hard to read. Uh, We got Southampton, their opener, home opener here leads away from home for the first time. Uh, They are getting Daniel James back from suspension. He was suspended in the opener. So there's another guy back. Um, Jesse March already said he's going to come off the bench. So there's that. Uh, Also, Liam Cooper, could be an option. I doubt he's going to start following his injury, but he's an option. Uh, I guess the same with Adam Forshoff. I'm going down the list. but And then even like a little bit of historical data here, since Leeds came back into the Premier League, they have won, or I guess they're two one and one against Southampton. So they they won their first two meetings back in 2021. Um, and then last, they played in October and April last year. Southampton won one zero last uh in their first matchup last season and then um they drew 1-1 so you know in three of those games this double chance would have hit so uh, you know are the odds different yes but i you know i, I feel like you know two one and one is pretty good and they've played them tough and i i think they can do it again i think this would be a pretty back and forth match uh i'm kind of interested to see so we had romeo lavia and former manchester city guy and joe rebo a start for southampton in the opener uh, we got to see some things from him, but I think, you know, a whole match against Leeds, we're going to see a little more from him than, you know, as a massive underdog against Tottenham. So that's kind of one thing I'm looking at. But uh, if you read my article, rotoware.com, I do take a corners bet in this one if you want, if you're looking for a different route. But that's all we got. That's all we got for the show. We had, we got three bets. I'm just going to scroll back here. We got three bets. We did the Aston Villa Everton match. Um, I'm not going to read these back for the podcasters. We already said them. You heard them. You wrote them down. Uh, we did <laughs> Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, and then the team parlay. I'll reread the team parlay here. Nottingham Forest, double chance combined with Leeds, double chance. We got a double chance parlay plus 221 odds. Chris, uh, there's a lot of matches here. What what else stands out to you here as we look through the odds? We got Manchester City home against Bournemouth. Uh, the big, big Brighton against Newcastle match. Um, we got a lot of games. I, I think a lot of games yeah. that that are intriguing, at least odds wise. Yeah, odds wise, and then like from an entertain entertainment standpoint as well. Like if we if we hadn't talked about 
talked about Arsenal last week, I feel like we would have talked about this Arsenal Leicester match just because it's two sides that are, you know, typically put on a like play some good games, uh, and it's fun to watch. But yeah, Man City Bournemouth, that should be a bloodbath. And then another one here that's really interesting is Brighton Newcastle. Newcastle, you know. I'll talk about it again, but Dark Horse for top six. Um, they looked good last week, and Brighton also looked really good. So two teams that are, I feel like, will like you know, finish you know pretty near each other in the table. So that one, those two are really intriguing to me. And then of course, Man United looked like crap last week against Brighton, and uh, Brentford looked good. I thought so. That'll be interesting to see how that one ends up too. Yeah, if you want more bets, I got a few. I got, I, I did a bunch. So I got Arsenal in a parlay. I got Aston Villa in a parlay. I got one, I got a bet in the Brighton-Newcastle match. I got one in Southampton-Leeds match. And I got one in Brentford-Manchester United match. So if you want some more bets outside of this show, uh, just check out the article here. Uh, top of the page, right here, this James Ward-Prowse. I wonder what kind of corner bet that we got in, in store here for us, but... Um, one thing before we go, I was going to mention this early on, but we already got updated odds here to win the Premier League title. Uh, I think we said this two weeks ago on our preseason yeah. show. We said plus 250 odds, not good enough. You shouldn't take those. They're going to move up. And we just, after one match, Manchester City went from minus 165 to minus 190 to win the title. And we have Liverpool went from plus 250 to plus 350. Are we taking Liverpool yet? Plus three fifty ahead of their their home match against Crystal Palace. What do we got? I mean, I already, I took them. I think I have it like plus two twenty. I got oh, them no. this, this this summer, which is not great, but that was like a, you know, I got. Oh, get that some, was your some, Vegas some, bet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Like, let's let's hold off. Let's. Or, they play Man United in next week, so. That I mean, they dominated them last week, last year. But uh, yeah, plus three fifty—that's good enough to take. I think, I think I got uh, plus five hundred last last mm-hmm. year in January, maybe something like that. So, um, I, I don't know what the fixtures are after this, but I, you know, they've gotten so much better already. So you might as well. Yeah, I can't I believe know. we're still getting sixty-five hundred for Manchester United. Uh, Silly sixth place. Good luck for for anyone taking that bet. Good luck. Uh... It's the project. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, Liverpool is one of the only ones that has actually moved a bunch. 250, now they're down yeah. to 350. Um, yeah, pretty convenient on this page. Like, we have Arsenal here. They were 3,500 beginning of the season. Now they're at plus 1,800 after, you know, a win at Crystal Palace. So, uh, pretty interesting. Really the only one that's that's moved that much. So, uh, I guess that, uh, Ar- Arsenal has gone down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Everton. So yeah, that's what I'm at. Sorry, Everton. Yep, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That and it's like that Arsenal top four bet looks way better after one game. <laughs> Good thirty-seven more games to see if it works out. Yeah, it looks like. Well, we'll see. Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. That uh, the third and fourth spot are going to be pretty fun here. So, absolutely cool. All right, Chris, you can find him at chron8 on Twitter. I am at Rotos Adroit, Chris. Let's do let's do three and zero. So we got six and zero on our bets, and then we got one and zero on the parlay. And we'll be going into game week three. Uh, you know, a few bucks richer. Let's let's just say that. But this has been Kits and Wagers, Chris. Thanks for joining me. Uh, like and subscribe, podcast, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. Chris, thank you. Thanks, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.